BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Wyatt the Screaming Demon Anderson, and you are listening to Talking Metal. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Hey, welcome to another episode. Hope you guys are doing well. We have Wyatt Anderson from White Wizard. He is back in the band. They are back with a brand new record, which I think is really, really strong. We're going to talk to Wyatt in just a bit. And right now, as my co-host from the Mars Attacks podcast, and also one of the main contributors to TalkingRock.net, my website, Victor Ruiz. Hey, Victor, how are you? Good, how are you, Mark? Good, man, good. I'm so glad you could join us on this episode because you're really, through the years, I mean, I've always considered you to kind of be an expert on this this band, White Wizard. I mean, all the drama that's gone on with them and and uh, all the good music, first and foremost, that they've put out through the yeah. years. And did you ever think that, that they would they would come back, especially with, like, Wyatt back in the position of lead vocalist. I, I mean, I have to admit, two, three years ago, I kind of thought maybe we'd heard the the end of White Wizard, and here they are. What, what, did you have faith that they would return? I, I think I was in the same boat that you were in, that... Um... You know that we may have seen, we we possibly could have seen the end of the band because John had taken over as lead vocals and released that that one track, right? Uh, with him essentially doing everything, and and based on, I guess we had interviewed him at the time as well, and and it sounded as if you know that may have been the last hurrah at that at that moment, and less than a year later. It was either him or James J. LaRue contacted me saying, "Hey, I'm back in White Wizard." I'm like, wow. "What?" <laughs> you know, that's that's weird with everything that had gone on. They're like, "Well," and James had said, "Well, I straightened everything out with uh, with John and whatnot. We're cool. You know, I just want to put out some some cool music with him." And and it just went slowly evolving from there. They had done the um, well. They started to work on on both White Wizard and another project that was called um, Octane Gypsy, I believe, which is also a White Wizard track. Okay. Right. And that sounds nothing like White Wizard because it has keyboards and, and different elements that White Wizard doesn't have. Um, and a few months after that, I remember John contacting me again saying, hey, Wyatt's back in the band. You're really going to love what we're working on. And I was and for me personally, you know, I thought it was pretty cool that you essentially had, um, you know, my favorite singer that had been in the band. And uh, one of the, I mean, I, I think what James had done with 
with John in the past was was really great, and I really loved what uh, James had done with Holy Grail as well. And um, so it's cool that they sort of, as you said, put the band back together. And it, and it's almost like I, it was funny. I was thinking about it when I was writing the review uh, for for the new album. It, it would this is almost like getting different uh you know uh eras of say deep purple together the mach one two and three and sort of make uh almost like an all-star band out of all the different uh eras of that band it's almost the same i'm not saying that white wizard is deep purple but it's it's almost like that in the sense that right. you have you know mach one guitarist mach two lead singer and even with this recent tour that just wrapped up they had uh Will Walner uh, was joining them on second guitar, so yeah, yeah, that even extended things. Yeah, it's you know, and and this is a band that's had a, a lot of people in and out of the band, but like you said, this is this is almost like a best of lineup, if you will, and that's yeah. not taking anything away from some of the the players that I thought have just contributed greatly. I mean, Eric Kluber is such a great player. I know he yes. and John don't don't really get along or didn't get along, but when I saw them with Eric on stage, I mean, Eric really brought something to the the live performance of of what they did, and was was just such a, a, a in the live setting a powerful part of that band. And Joseph Michael, I thought, was just a incredibly talented and great singer. Uh, I know he's gone on to do other stuff. What's his current thing? Winter, uh, what is it? Um, do you know the name of it? Witherfell, is, Witherfell is it yeah, 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 yeah. And that has uh, Jake Dwyer, who was also, also in White the White Wizard on right. guitar. Yes, yeah. Wither, 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 what is it called? Witherfall? Witherfell? Witherfell. Yeah, I believe it's Witherfell. Yeah, Witherfell. Yeah, that's it. And that's, of course, yeah, with... Joseph Michael and guitarist Jake Dwyer, drummer Adam Sagan, who I believe died, right? Did he die? Yeah, they just yeah. had on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, one of their social medias the other day. It would have been a year since he had passed away. I think with a lot of these bands, because even Jake is is the guitarist in uh, Iced Earth as well, right. with a lot of these bands, and this is actually something that I discussed with Eric a while back when I interviewed him, with just how the musical climate is out there in California, a lot of these guys are in multiple bands sort of seeing where you know where, where lightning is going to strike per se um so if i'm not mistaken adam was in the same boat he was part of several different groups and um and this was one of the last bands that he had recorded with before he passed away definitely and you know what let's keep talking about white wizard but first let's hear some music let's start with a brand new track this was i think the first single they released off the infernal overdrive record which is a brand new record i consider it to be very strong you wrote your your review of it uh it sounds like you enjoyed the record too that review is yes. written uh in the i believe the review section on talkingrock.net so please check that out guys victor has a lot of stuff that goes up on my site Again, it's TalkingRock.net, and we always appreciate everything you do for us, Victor. So thank you, and, and please keep it coming. Um, so check that out. But in the meantime, let's, let's, uh, let's check out Storm the Shores off the brand-new White Wizard record, and then we'll hear from Wyatt, the vocalist of White Wizard.
Hey, it's Mark Striegel of the Talking Metal Podcast, and on the line from White Wizard, vocalist Wyatt Anderson, Screaming Demon. How are you, Wyatt? I'm great. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. And I'm psyched because you are back in the White Wizard fold, and I've heard some of these new songs, Storm the Shores, The Illusion Tears, uh, Voyage of the Wolf Raiders. I mean, this stuff is epic. It's great. And it's so nice to hear your voice back playing with John's music again. Uh, such a great combination. Let's let's talk about your return to this band. You've obviously had uh, some being in and out of White Wizard through the years. What, uh, what brought back your return to the band at, at this time? Well, I had a lot of fans contact me, you know, saying that they missed me being in the band and that they missed uh, the old sound. And um, John had contacted me, you know, saying that he had wrote this good album, wanted to know if I was interested in it. You know, I kind of figured I needed to come back for the fans. That's that's pretty much the priority of everything is, you know, your fans. So you tend to try to make them as happy as possible. Cool. So obviously, because you've been in and out of the band in the past, there there were obviously some sort of differences, or, or for some reason, you you never stayed with the band consistently. Have those have those problems or whatever those issues were been worked out, or are you just able to set everything aside and just know that hey, I'm here to make good music for for the fans, and that's really all that's important. Oh no, everything everything's worked out. Um we you know, kind of smoothed over the wrinkles, you know, got all of the problems out of the way that we were we were uh, having as far as you know, me being in the band and me leaving the problems that we were having. We've got it all smoothed out, everything's good, I'm back to stay. So That's great news. That's great news. And let's talk about the new record, Infernal Overdrive by White Wizard. Again, Wyatt Anderson, who we're talking to right now, is back on vocals, and you sound just great, man. Uh, I mean, the the songs are are epic. Like I said, do you feel that the the style? I mean, I know you haven't been in the band on on every single record, but do you feel the style of White Wizard has kind of shifted a little bit with this band? I mean, personally, I, I feel like I'm hearing maybe some more Rush, some more Maiden. I mean, we always got some of that with White Wizard, but it seems like it's it's uh, even more prominent on this on this album is that is that a fair statement where do you think you guys are musically on this record yeah we've we tried to make it a little bit more of a you know i guess you would kind of say progressive somewhat um i know we've we've pretty much matured in our songwriting as far as that goes you know the direction that we we've seemed to be heading in is um we're pretty much set in the way that we have everything, you know, as far as songwriting goes and the way the style is. So, yeah, I think we've, uh, I think we're pretty much kind of set in the way that we've got everything now. We're pretty much wanting to keep it on the same level of what we've been writing, but just add a little bit more to it as much as we can. Yeah, because I mean, some of these songs are really like epic. I mean, there's like eleven minute songs on here, eight minute songs, nine minute songs. Um, was that uh, like a, a conscious effort to to kind of hey, we're just we're we're not gonna we're not gonna worry about any bo- boundaries here. We're just gonna kind of take things where they go. I don't think it was really a conscious effort. I just think it was what you know what was called for. 
as the, the songs just developed the way that they were, you know, I mean, unfortunately, sometimes with songwriting, you know, you tend to might over overextend some things a little bit, but I don't think we did that this time. I just think that we wrote what was, uh, you know, what we were feeling and what we wanted to put down on the, on an album. Right on your voice as, as always sounds just incredible on this record. How do you, how do you keep your voice in such great shape? Do you have to take care of it? Are you, are you conscious like, Hey, I don't smoke. I don't drink do you, do you, like, or is it just a natural thing that, that you have going on for you? I, I try, I don't smoke. I don't uh, try not to drink as much as I used to. Uh, fortunately, you know, it's pretty much added to my health. Um, Good. but yeah, uh, water, you know, I try to stay away from anything that's going to affect me in, in any kind of bad way as far as that goes. But as far as, uh, any kind of and vocal exercise or anything, I don't really do any of that. I mean, it's just kind of a natural thing. Cool. And you know, like we said, you've been in and out of this band over the the past, well, I guess, what, like like eight years, you've been in and out of the band, I think, two or three times. When you're not doing White Wizard... What, yeah, almost, almost 10 years. 10 years, okay. When you're not doing White Wizard, what have you been up to musically? Are there other bands yep. and projects that you've been working on? Well, no, I, I just put together a, uh, a cover band in, in the, my hometown and just kind of use that as a outlet as far as music goes and to keep my voice, you know, in shape. And, but other than that, yeah, I haven't, haven't had any real projects or anything. Okay, cool. And you mentioned, you know, it's been 10 years since you and John have, have first started working together. Where, where did you guys first meet? <laughs> Actually, he uh, contacted me off of uh, MySpace. He had seen this band that I was in at the time and, I guess, you know, I heard my voice and liked what he heard and contacted me and asked me if I'd be interested in auditioning, which this was the type of music that I really wanted to do. So I flew out to L.A. and auditioned for the band, you know, and that's kind of how I got the role. Very good. Very good. And again, the new record, White Wizard, is uh, Infernal Overdrive by White Wizard, the brand new record. It's out now. By the time you're hearing this, it's out, guys. Definitely pick it up. Storm the Shores was the first single that was released uh, back, I think, in, in November and just blew my mind. And there's so much great stuff on this record. Wyatt sounds great on the record. Yep. I'm so glad he's back. Wyatt, will will you go out on tour with White Wizard? Awesome. Yeah, actually, we've uh, got a few shows uh, on the West Coast right now that we're, we're prepping for uh, next week, actually. We uh, start on the 10th at the Whiskey, and uh, it goes from there. We're, only, we're doing about five dates. Uh, this coming up week. Cool. And when you say we're doing five dates, can you go over the current lineup of the band who will be uh, playing live with you? It will be uh, myself on vocals, uh, John Leon on bass, James LaRue on lead guitar. Uh, we are also having Will Walner come back for guitar wow. and Dylan Marks on drums. Very good, very good. And is there a label behind the record, Infernal Overdrive, or is this like a just a self-release? In theory, audio. Cool, cool. And headed now, by uh, Marco uh, Bag uh, Baglieri, I believe is what his name is. Cool. Now you mentioned um, that uh, you're doing some dates in California and, and out west. There is there a chance that you could get out east, or is that? 
financially a tough thing for the band to do? I mean, right now we're just kind of trying to pick and choose what we're doing as far as dates go. Um, this is kind of a like a the, a test run, I guess you would call it, to see how things are going to go. Uh, we're going to see how everything pans out, you know, hopefully for the best and uh, go from there. We've got a, got a date up in March for uh, London, England at the Underground, and we also have uh, one coming up in August for a festival in Germany. But other than that, we don't have anything planned for right now, but there, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some things in the works. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Wyatt, before I let you go, final question. Who are some of your favorite vocalists and your, your biggest influences as far as uh, us being a singer goes? Um, my, my influences are obviously Iron, uh, you know, Bruce Dickinson, Halford, and Dio. Uh, the, I mean, some of the singers that I've actually positively liked, Warl Dane, you know, of course, it's sad of his passing, but uh, Warl Dane, Ralph Sheepers from Primal Fear, uh, Matt Barlow used to be in Ice Earth and you know, Ashes of Ares and Pyramids. Um, I'm I'm more more or less into into that type of singing style. Cool, cool. And is there a place that the Talking Metal listeners can get in touch with you online, or you on Twitter or Facebook? What's the best place for the listeners to reach out to you? I'm on I'm on Facebook. Yes. All right, cool. And guys, we will have... Yes, I'm on Facebook. It's just under Wyatt C. Anderson. Cool. And we'll have that link through the show notes uh, on TalkingMetal.com for today's episode. And Wyatt, best of luck for you. I really hope you can get out to New York City again, uh, to the New Jersey area. If you do, I will definitely be there. Guys, White Wizard is back. The new record, Infernal Overdrive. It sounds just great. Do yourself a favor and absolutely pick up this release it's a must-have for the talking metal listeners thank you wyatt awesome thanks Mark.
by White Wizard off the classic record, Over the Top. Uh, Victor, you picked that, that song out for us to play. Nice one. And that, that was a great record. That was, I guess, that's about eight years old at this point, at least, right? That was a yeah. strong record. Yeah. And I believe that's the tour I may have saw, saw them on. I'm not sure. Yep. Yeah. That's, the, that's the one album that uh, Eric Kluber played on. Right. Okay. Very good. And great stuff. And on a future episode, in just a few episodes, we're going to have an interview with John from White Wizard. So definitely stay tuned for that. And White Wizard, definitely support them. You know, it's like you mentioned the Deep Purple thing, the comparisons. And I hear what you're saying. You know, the one thing Deep Purple had was financial success. And a band like White Wizard, and this is no disrespect to them because I, I, I believe they're in the same boat as most bands out there now doing this stuff when when you throw in the fact that they're they go on these tours and and there's probably zero to little financial reward at all i mean they probably could make more money driving a truck back at home um and right. when they go out on these tours that has to play into personalities and and people getting agitated and irritated too um, I, I, and I, I, it's a sad thing because it affects so many great bands that in days of old would have had the opportunity to at least make some money off of CD sales. You know, even if they weren't selling a million records back in the day, you know, you, you could, you could still do okay. I mean, I remember not a metal band, but the band Ween, like they always, uh-huh. they always went out there and they would sell, you know, hundred two hundred thousand copies of the record and they they would do all right they weren't living as millionaires but they they made money doing what they were doing it's like nowadays it's like it's almost non-existent unless you're just immensely successful and can can fill big big theaters it's it's virtually um impossible to make the money that you'd make no offense but flipping burgers back home you know and and that's why all the more all the more admiration I have for these guys who are truly artists at this point, you know, the, the limousines and the, you know, 50 groupies backstage and, and money falling from the sky. Those days are over. I mean, these guys are out there doing it because they believe in the music and they love the music that they're doing. And, and, uh, wow. And that to me is, is where white wizard is at right now. So hats off to these guys. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it came as a shock to a lot of people a few years back when it was revealed that uh, Chuck Billy of Testament was working as a manager of a trucking company or something like that. Uh, his friend had a trucking company. When he wasn't out on the road, he was working for this company. And you and I know other musicians that are in were in similar boats and, and even left you know, a, a prominently named band because they were making more money back home and their family situation and whatnot. And... And for a lot of these people, it doesn't work. You know, like you're saying, there's no money. So even even when I ran into Will Walner back in October, who played relatively close to me here in Spain, 
he mentioned he was he was on vacation. He essentially was on a paid vacation because him and his wife got paid to uh, to tour Spain and do two weeks worth of shows. Cool. So for for you know for for all these people like you're saying the the David Lee Roth lifestyle of of the '80s with the limos and the jacuzzi in the back and. And all those accoutrements, it's it's gone, it's done, and yeah. unfortunately, there's, you know, as you said, there's mega successful bands, and then there's a huge drop off to bands that are somewhat successful, and then there's almost an abyss left after yeah. that. You know, there's no one else making money. And you know, I really wish just the industry in general, you know, I wish we get some like like mega rich Saudi royal prince or something who loves hard rock and heavy metal music to just invest in what we do because you know high high tide floats all boats you know and we need we need this this we need the the financial backing of this industry to bring us all back up whether we're podcasters whether we're out there touring whether we are a record label trying to put out stuff we need we need we need corporate money back in it. And I know for the longest time it was like, oh fuck corporate rock and roll. I'm I'm saying I'm saying let's embrace corporate rock and roll. Let's bring this yeah. industry back because the kids aren't into it anymore, you know, and if they are, they need to we need to the young ones especially, we need to give them as much encouragement, whether it's financial or just you know, or what, just to continue this art form because it's dying, guys. It really is. And I really you know, I want to get a TV show back. I mean, that metal show's now gone, and whether you like that or you hated it or whatever, anything like that helps. You know, we need we yeah. need we need the we need stuff back in, in in on television in in the you know money behind these websites to make them even bigger and better. You know, Loudwire. Some people complain about Loudwire, but at the end of the day, that's part of a big corporate media conglomerate and somebody there probably doesn't make a lot of money off the loud wire portion of that conglomerate but they're still they believe in the hard rock and, and metal music and i think it's great that sites like that have a budget to exist and are paying people to report on this music that we like we need more of it we need we need this back in the mainstream guys uh you know i i and that's that's really going to help this art form as a whole, in my opinion. Uh, let me know what you think. I'm at uh, Talking Metal on Twitter or send me an email at mark at talkingmetal.com. Yeah, what do you think, Victor? Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. A few of the articles that I've written for the site have, have been me sort of thinking out loud along those lines, whether it's, you know, um, taking into consideration illegal downloads or taking into, you know, looking at the future with festivals and all these different things. Uh, I think people are sort of kidding themselves to not realize that all these other great forms of music, whether it's blues or jazz, doo-wop music, so on and so forth, had a big climax at one point in time and sort of plateaued after that. And rock-based music has been lucky to really be at a very high point for the better part of, you know, almost 50 years since, you know, a little before the uh, the Beatles and, and whatnot. Um, 
so uh, you know you could think you in comparison to everything else you could almost think that it may have overstayed its welcome or whatnot right. but what i'm trying to get at is if you don't have that type of you know backing uh, as you mentioned a lot of people even uh, with the old uh, talking metal forums uh you know that metal show sucks well that metal show is another avenue to get money involved to get awareness out there to get kids turned on to the next wave of bands that are coming out or even turned on to something that they may not have listened to otherwise you know people don't realize right. that we aren't going to hear white wizard on top 40 radio we're not going to hear them on a z100 in new york per se right there has to be some big platform out there and obviously there are podcasts that are interviewing you know wyatt and and john you know outside of talking metal i know they were on the classic metal show and they were on a few other on a bunch of other podcasts i should say which is great because it helps spread the word it helps let people know and and god forbid i've run into issues with people not wanting me to carry their their um uh, podcast uh, information on on my site on on Earpeeler. Right. God forbid that someone isn't aware of a show or an artist or or whatnot. You know, any type of cross promotion is great and and shit. If you have, as you're saying, a Saudi prince or some uh, Russian oil uh, uh, or Russian banker or whatever, like, right. uh, w was the old famous story with, uh, with kiss playing in Jamaica or the Bahamas or whatever that was where Tommy Thayer's first show with the band actually took place. That was big money that came in there and actually, you know, not only helped pay for the band, but that's a big part of their history, I think. Yeah. Uh, so moving forward, yeah, if if there was someone to come in and say, screw it, you know, I, I have X amount of money and this is my passion project. I want to promote metal bands. I want to promote right. hard rock bands. Well, similar Mark to what you're Cuban, saying with Loudwire. Mark Cuban is a billionaire. He owns sports teams. He has his own TV show, Shark Tank. He... He has his hands in dozens and dozens of corporations. He also, you know, he also owns this TV station, co-owns it with Ryan Seacrest, which you might not know about it in Spain, Victor, but it's a big TV station here. It's called Access. And oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He he co-owns that with uh, with Ryan Seacrest, and and Mark Cuban is a fan of hard rock music, so. I know they presented that metal show to him and he wanted he didn't like the exact format of it. I think this is public knowledge. Uh, and they ended up passing on it, which is fine, but knowing that this guy likes hard rock and m commercial metal music, I I plead to him to get a, a hard rock heavy metal show on. I know Eddie Trunk does some stuff on the station. There's a new new show coming out hosted by Eddie Trunk about festivals. I'm looking forward to that music festivals. Sammy Hagar has a show on the station. They air a lot of hard rock and heavy metal concerts. How about a heavy metal hard rock 
or just plain old rock show, weekly show on on Axis uh, by a guy who owns the station, Mark Cuban, who we're told likes that style of music. So um, that's my plea to Mark Cuban and any other billionaires who happen to be listening to this uh, episode of of Talking Metal (laughs) with special guests, Victor Ruiz and Wyatt Anderson. So there you go. We need we need help. We need help. We need to save what we have left here and build it back again. I think it can be done. I think I think if the right players were in, in place, I believe we could, you know, make make it not not back to what it was, but I I think we could build it back. I almost said make it great again. I did, but I didn't want to go there. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. it is great. It's never stopped being great. It just uh, it could be bigger and it could be. Uh, I think healthier financially and I think that spawns even more great art, you know? So that's my rant. I agree. (laughs) I agree. Cool. Well, we're going to wrap it up there and I want to encourage everyone to check out Victor's work on talkingrock.net as well as his ear peeler website and his, his podcast Mars attacks and, galaxy of geeks is that galaxy of geeks is still alive right yeah we're we're uh putting out an episode shortly which is the best of 2017 and that's i mean we're we do that more or less once a month okay cool to anybody who doesn't understand what ear ear peeler is uh which is a site you run can you can you quickly explain that to people and maybe give it a plug sure ear peeler is a, a podcasting news site and when I started podcasting, I ran into issues with what I thought was doing great interviews and not getting the word out there because the news wasn't being picked up by uh, some of the bigger news sites. And in all fairness to them, there are tons of shows out there. I'm pulling from 600 different news feeds right now to populate the news that's on Earpeeler. So essentially, Talking Metal puts out an episode, and what I do is I receive notification that a new episode has been released, and I post it up on Earpeeler. So the idea behind it is to spread the word of podcasting and to help, as I mentioned before, to help cross-promote both bands that are being interviewed and shows, because a lot of times uh, maybe... White Wizard is on this episode, for example. Uh, maybe people have never heard of White Wizard before, and due to you know White being on here and hearing about Ear Peeler, someone goes to Ear Peeler now and decides to check out. Well, what other uh, podcasts has White Wizard or White or John Leon been on? And you'll you'll be able to find every other episode that they've been on recently uh, with various shows, and that may lead you to listen. To more episodes by that specific podcast. The the whole idea is to uh, raise awareness of podcasting and and get the word out there. And you know if if I can help, you know, get people to know other shows or other uh, uh, you know artists or whatnot. As a result, I mean that's 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 essentially what I'm what I'm trying to do. There are a lot of great podcasts out there. There are a lot of hardworking podcasters out there. And unfortunately, I don't think a lot of them are receiving the uh, notoriety that they that they deserve. Right. Um, 
does talking metal or Eddie trunk or, <laughs> or, uh, the classic metal shows or, or shows that are big like that necessarily benefit from what I'm doing. I mean, you could argument that, or you, there can be an argument there to be said that it's opposite where I'm benefiting more from using the big names on there. But at the same time, I think as a whole, as you said before, if the medium is strong and people are able to, or people are aware of what podcasts are and what shows, you know, in the same more or less genre are available, I do think that it helps turn more people on to other shows and other bands that are, that are being featured on these shows. Absolutely. And it, it's, you know, we're not billionaires. We're not Saudi princes. No. So so the thing <laughs> is that it's like I said before, I think I think that we all kind of need to work together to 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 bring back just an awareness in general to this great style of music that we all love. And and Victor's doing that with with uh, Ear Peeler. And if it brings a, a few more ears to the table of, of an episode of a podcast, there's that's great and we appreciate you supporting what we do victor with ear peeler definitely guys check out ear peeler we'll have it linked through today's show notes on talkingmetal.com and uh do what you can you know leave a nice review for the podcasts you love on itunes leave a five-star review you know if they have a paypal donation or a patreon page support the podcasts you love at those uh, at those places you know use people's amazon links a lot of the podcasts you know have amazon links and uh, or blogs it doesn't have to be a podcast or websites that support this style of music that we love do whatever even just tweeting somebody and saying hey i love your blog uh, i enjoyed this article i enjoyed this episode of your podcast that stuff is helpful too you know so just let people know that you support what they do and you appreciate what they do in any way you can and i'll leave it on that victor thank you again for your time on today's episode let's uh Let's take a, a song off the new White Wizard to take us out. Any uh, any ones that pop into your head? I know there's Cocoon and Critical Mass was was pretty interesting. Any any songs that off the top of your head you know you really enjoy off the Infernal Overdrive record by White Wizard that could take us out here? Sure, both of those tracks are cool, but I would go with the the title track Infernal Overdrive, which I okay. think is a is a great track. I think it's one of the best songs that they've released as a band. Yeah, let's do it. 